OTB Sports Rugby. What do you make of the Scott Robertson rumours uh, to replace Lancaster at Leinster? That's new, that's new to me. Um, I hear it and I like it. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Get more of the sports you love on Sports Extra with BT Sport and Premier Sports. I'm prepared to end it to my well, do, it again. do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh, oh no. Watch out, everybody. Kenny Cunningham is in for the football show. They said it couldn't be done. Here he is. Are you talking about Morocco reaching a World Cup semi-final? It couldn't be done. Let's go through all the games. First time I've spoken to you. So Qatar nil, Ecuador two. Opening Didn't day. Didn't say it. <laughs> I was covering. I was covering the Ireland Malta game. <laughs> yeah. Straight after it. Oh, so I no. didn't even. So that's what I'm saying. So the opening game usually razzmatazz. Yeah. Completely. So I was actually chasing my tail a bit. I felt as if it took me a little bit of. Time almost to get up to speed. Well, it was the greatest of games, was it? Yeah. Before it came by. Well, like 24 hours to get up to speed. Because <laughs> you were doing a run England the next day. Actually, you were talking about how cold the stadium was. In that commentary. The stadium? Yeah, you were saying no, to Des. No, what a damn joke. You were saying to Des. I don't tell lies. Never don't thought tell fibs. You said, never thought I'd don't see the day. Fibs. No, you always get found out. I was wondering if you flew home from Doha that night I or learned the next that. morning. I learned that early on, Joe. Don't tell fibs. Unless you're really smart. You I was cover your tracks, which was, I'm not. So I was watching you about the other evening, right? And I had a thought. I could have done with a few more thoughts in front of the camera. I think oh, it was. Oh, uh, were you on with Karen Duggan the other evening? You're in a you're in a blue suit. Just a couple of days ago. Jesus, Joe, you got to give me more than that. Well, I can't remember anything you said. Every every stitch of clothing I've got in the bloody house has been <laughs> on parade for the past kind of three weeks. Well, anyway, I think it was. Karen Duggan, shop. Karen, a bit of shopping. Karen Duggan middle and you were on the outside and there was a side oh, view Netherlands of you. game was it yeah side view of you quite a lot and I, do you know what I thought to myself incredible posture Kenny Cunningham <laughs> I thought you were going to say Roman nose I thought you were going to say no. side thought, profile that is the posture Joe where's this international going captain. Joe where's this going that's all I thought genuinely you're burning me up lad you're burning no. me up it's not going to work Diddy Haman's sliding off the couch every time I see him someone get him a coffee <laughs> <laughs> Duff is a bit of a slouch on uh, to be honest with you don't, you don't often see such good posture on TV that is genuinely what I thought the side view you're sitting I am suffering a bit of sciatic at the moment I, that's a contributing ah, factor potentially you're sitting stiffly <laughs> I knew there was something because <laughs> someone I was watching the game with no, I try not to slouch happened to real. say to me is he the lad that sometimes in with you I said yeah and he goes the lad he's very prim and proper here Sitting, just very like butter wouldn't melt was the phrase used. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> um, that is a long gone. I know. How has the World Cup been for you? Yeah, well, there's no point in asking me. I've got to what be honest you with you. Yeah, you watched it, didn't you? Yeah, but it's different, Joe, isn't it? When you're in it, you're, you're in the kind of middle of it to a certain extent. Yeah, you're it's not crash bang wallop. It's, it's going on a, around you, and obviously you're doing your thing. Obviously, which I have been out in, in RTE, so. It got to a point there, maybe a week in, where I, I began to think, I'm, I'm actually missing games. Because, you know, you do your few bits, you get out, you, 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 you know, arrive back to whatever, you know, I was in my mars there for a few days. I was missing games. That four o'clock, I do the 10 o'clock, one o'clock, missed the four, then you're scrambling maybe for the late one. So, yeah, it's different. It's a different experience, maybe the likes of yourself, or maybe traditionally, you know, you're at home, you're planning your day, you're... I don't know how many games people were watching where people... We're all missing them. I'm missing them at work. You're missing them at work. Everyone's missing some at work. But we're getting a sense of it. Yeah, but it's like... Um, you don't, you but don't it's funny to... you should say that because I was saying to somebody at the start of it, right off. First two games, right off. Because I was in for the first week in the two early games and I was saying to whoever was Kevin, I was saying, listen, nobody's watching these. <laughs> nobody's watching these two games. You know, it was just me and you and uh, whatever. A few of the, the housewives or whatever. The, the kids like, couldn't get any sleep. Or, but... Very quickly became obvious that people were, you know better than me, in terms of social media, streaming, phones, were tapping into those early games. Honestly, different, different avenues, like, as opposed to traditional. It's not traditional. Anytime I went on Twitter, those 10 o'clock games, you were still getting hammered by people. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed, uh, you and Joey and Doe had a good afternoon together. It's That's the fun part of a World Cup where you're catching different games. You feel like no one else is watching, but everyone's watching. As you said, phones and... 
The time so was perfect. I don't think you'll get that. I mean, oh. The times were, I wouldn't well, say. Perfect. Were they perfect? It wasn't far off, wasn't far off perfect, be was it? It couldn't be better. It couldn't be better. And even for us, seven o'clock, the game's finished for nine. We do the full football show on them. Everything about it has been perfect. You don't wise. like your football, though, and you're at home, you're flicking through every time you bang that RT2 button. Yeah, there's Kenny Cunningham. Nine o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock at night. Wall to wall football. That's yeah. a tough, that's tough. If it wasn't for your posture, would have been a lot of unhappy people, but there's something to be admired there. Um, so your issues with not seeing all the games notwithstanding, from what you have now, seen, that was a little bit, have I you felt, enjoyed the World Cup? Yeah, I have, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think I have. Now, I, I, I'd honestly Let's be, start with an easier question. What time now, is Have it? you enjoyed it? Yes. So it'll be easier. Yes, I have. Now, really? I have enjoyed it thoroughly and at the same time, and I don't know how far you down this route you want to go, I, I am repulsed by the way the Qataris have gone about this. I'm repulsed by FIFA. I find the whole thing disgraceful. But on a, on, on a, as a tournament, yeah. as a World Cup, um, it's been an incredible football yeah. event, you know? And, and I think that's okay. And I think generally um, a lot of people would row in behind that, that kind of sentiment which you, which you said there. Because I think initially there was a lot of maybe little bit of guilt in terms of having those genuine feelings about the issues that you've said and allowing yourself to actually park that for t- to a point and actually enjoy the spectacle of what you were saying. I think a lot of people were wrestling with that job, weren't we, at the start of the tournament. But I, th- I think that's fair. I think people have got have got beyond that a little bit and said, no, I'm not going to beat myself up o- over this. I'm going to try and enjoy what I'm saying as a spectacle. And people love it. Yeah. You know, people love their football, love their sports, you know, once every four years. And I can't think of a more dramatic final round of the group stages into last 16 and then the last couple of days have just been off the charts as a collective I can't remember a bad night an, an undramatic night really it's been pretty much great you said that didn't you about the, uh, I remember looking at the last 16 thinking maybe not too much too many standout uh, games remember those those last 16 games you, you were looking at it thinking yeah yeah decent decent but you know nothing jumping off the page but you're right bit of excitement came to my I remember being in there one morning um, it might have been Joey actually Joey and I was in with me but looking at the games the night before looking what I was doing it was the Serbia Cameroon game wasn't it in Ghana and South Korea now you can never tell uh, football don't get me wrong but you're looking at it and you're thinking probably lucky if I get we get half these one half decent game there we've kind of we've done okay. well like yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I think there was two big hitters on afterwards Joe later on the later games and wow I mean there's just just took off them two games. Serbia three one up. Cameroon came back three all. Unbelievable. Joey doing laughs to the studio, obviously. And then the game after that, Ghana and South Korea, unbelievable. South Korea second half were amazing. Came back into the game. That was like end to end. It was great football. So, yeah, you never know. You know, you can't hang your hat in any any game at any given moment that surprises you. And I think there has been more surprises than generally. Now, most World Cups, you, know, you can pick out one or two games, can you? Yeah. In terms of the minnows and oh, that surprised me. You know, who would have thought that? But yeah, there's been games in this World Cup. Even even early on, uh, Saudi Arabia, obviously the big one for me. Yeah, you're right. I covered the England Iran game. Forgot about that, but obviously no big uh, surprise there. Yeah, but <laughs> but that Saudi Arabia, I'm Argentina, the four or some. Whoa. That's when it took off. Yeah. I mean, that performance from Saudi Arabia, I just just wasn't expected because you do as much research, Joe, as you know, in terms of you know you look at whatever they present you, or you do a bit of digging yourself in terms of Saudi Arabia players, try and get as much information as you can, and you try and pitch it before the game as best you can in terms of what you have in, in front of you and what you've seen, which isn't very much. A lot of their players that play uh, wouldn't play in uh, Europe. But then that performance that day just kind of blew me away a little bit in terms of like physicality, energy, like organisation, yeah. defensive structure, like really tactically very astute, all of those things. Are your favourite team Morocco? Yeah, that's kind of come, isn't it? I wouldn't say that's Saudi Arabia performance. I was like, wow, I'm all in here. Absolutely all in. I saw Tunisia play early, their opening game. Loved them in terms of their setup, defensive. So... I'm going to be repeating myself here like Saudi Arabia Tunisia Morocco going to start talking about defensive organisation defensive structure so that's actually hurt me in this World Cup because over the last not last year last 10 years grown so accustomed to the game now as the game's evolved possession based game attack mind to go high press blah 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 you know what I mean you know defensive structure defensive mentality and things like this defensive organisation 
oh yeah boring a lot of it's like oh yeah bore, bore off like you know what I mean let's talk about something exciting but it's almost bubbled up to the surface again at this tournament those teams that I've mentioned in terms of the debate you know if you are defensively well uh, set up your defensive structure is sound if you actually commit to it if you actually respect it and kind of put in due diligence and do the, the hard graft in terms of setting up your team see how far they can take you Morocco would give a good example of that and even the Saudi Arabians and it makes you competitive Joe now, man for man, you can't match up to the better teams, the European, the South American teams. Yeah. Well, how are you going to make up that guy? How are you going to bridge that guy? Well, this is how you do it. Mm. Good defensive organisation, good defensive structure, you know, can get you close and can get you competitive. So I found that refreshing. And maybe there's a couple of coaches now looking at how those teams have performed during the course of this tournament thinking, you know what, maybe there is a place in the modern game for a team that's defensively sound and has actually got defenders with good attributes. Maybe I've got to st- stop looking at centre-halves who can who can play out or good with uh, two feet, who can hit 60-yard uh, diagonal passes and look the part, but, you know, can track a run and can tackle. Maybe I've got to have a look at that again. Like So, yeah, so I found that interesting in terms of the competition. Oh, for sure. And so, uh, Morocco, a lot of people are pointing to Mourinho's Inter Milan as one of the last teams that really embraced it to that extent and almost controlled games without the ball a little yeah. bit. So... Just these past 48 hours, obviously no games last night, but the two nights before that, we've had Morocco beating Portugal. We have had Croatia, Brazil. We've had Netherlands, Argentina. And of course, we've had France, England. So which of those four games do you want to give me your thoughts on? Which of those oh, did you enjoy yeah, the no, most? No, They're no, all extraordinary, weren't they? As, as, like, as, four, yeah. as four quarterfinals, yeah. uh, you'd find, do well to find a better collective. The, the Yeah, all, and all different, like you said. The, the England-France like game, very kind of measured very measured game, you know, probably panned out exactly as we thought. Tactically kind of very interest, but two teams almost had each other's uh, number. It was it was it was that type of game. Narrow fine margins throughout the course of the game. You know, no big massive ebb and flow necessarily uh, to the game. Nothing surprised you the way that game kind of panned out. You, so that was that interesting in itself, don't get me wrong. Mm. Where I say the kind of <laughs> the Netherlands Argentina game, which I was actually covering. Yeah. I mean, the last kind of 20 minutes in normal time and then the the last period of extra time was just like, just madness, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, absolute madness. The first half of that game was pretty tepid. People people tell me, oh, Netherlands, Argentina, amazing. It was better than I thought. first half was dreadful. The first half? I thought and it was better than I thought it was going to nah, be. No, I thought it was tepid. Too. I was really disappointed with the Dutch uh, kind of first half. Argentina kind of did their thing instead in the game. Yeah. But a kind of second half, bit of momentum, substitutions. Netherlands are chasing the game. Uh, Paredes <laughs> comes. I was I was talking to somebody uh, during that. That Paredes obviously who's um, plays for Argentina in in central midfield, and it looked. Uh, I was looking at when he came onto the pitch. He was like bull in a china shop when he came on he was literally like just taking people out left right and centre well his, his, and it, his strike at the Dutch bench is one of the great yeah, moments but if I'd have walked in <laughs> if I'd have walked into the sitting room and sat down and seen the substitution of him coming out on the pitch and seen how we played for the first 10 minutes I would have thought Argentina were 2-0 down ok because he came on with the attitude that I need to change something this, the whole dynamic okay. of this game to be a got, got, yeah <laughs> it's all got to go off I've got to start picking fights got to start upsetting people get the okay. whole benches involved. and they were tuning up at the time yeah. I just didn't need to do it exactly the opposite they needed to calm it yeah, down yeah. Fra- you know, uh, what can I do to make people lose the their calm it was unbelievable what he actually did and the Dutch it actually helped the Dutch I thought energised and got them angry did you enjoy and- Van Dijk flooring your man when that was all kicking off, bit of a, yeah, it was there wasn't, but uh, I thought Pred was very unlucky, Joe, because he got he got booked for the original foul, and then he, he smashed that ball into the bed. <laughs> Joe, that's an automatic, you know, that's an automatic yellow card, oh, yeah. and he said that's his second yellow card. Definitely, he could have easily been off like two yellow cards in quick uh, succession. Mm. So that was like that was great. The last, would have been one of the all time great cameos for you. Come on, disrupt the game. They're they're comfortable oh, I, and get sent off. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, but is that Argentinian thing? So you're you're t- asking me about defensive. Yeah. So that's why for me I got a soft spot for Argentina because they n- never strayed away from that generally over the last twenty since I've been watching football. In terms of they they integrate they look the art to defend is something which they respect. That's how I always feel. Yeah. When I see Argentina play, they got defenders, good defensive mentality, the structure the same. It's always there. You can see it. We value the defensive side of the game. We're going to be hard to be. This is kind of our building blocks, our fundamentals. We build from here. They've always had that. So do you rate them? Because they've been talked about as very, very average aside from Messi. 
No, I do rate them. For, I think that's one of their strengths as well. That I like that the the back three. Martinez came into a back three. They started with the back four. Then the Romero and Alamendi. was a little bit Mendy due to his age, but Martinez has come in and done well when he's been asked to come in. So that back three to me looks uh, looks pretty tight. Right. But it's the forward players who have really disappointed me because before the tournament, I was saying, look, Messi's not going to do this on his own kind of the support cast is going to have to chip in and I was talking to support cast I was talking about Di Maria Gomez Dybala Correa Latero Martinez I'm a big fan of at Inter Milan yeah. none of them it's only Alvarez mainly has pitched up the last couple of games and been a little bit busy in and around them and I think that's why he's gone to a back three and a front two because I don't think he can pick three forwards at the moment if it's Mart- only Mart- Messi and now another Martinez is at a kind of crisis of confidence mid-tournament almost because he, he was close to scoring against Saudi Arabia but they were ruled offside and exactly. then didn't play well the next yeah. game and suddenly he's out of the team and he, yeah. his head is spinning. But I just feel as if the penalty which he which won them uh, the previous game maybe that might confidence and he might find him because he, I think he's their best centre forward to play alongside Messi. It's just that just hasn't done enough. Yeah. I think that's why he's pitched that little Alvarez up there alongside Messi just be busy and run around. I don't think he's maybe top class Alvarez. But and, and what have you made of Messi? He, I tell you why the first game was difficult for him they didn't play well uh, Saudi Arabia got around them so he kind of gave up the ball more than I uh, expected so I was really worried from after that first game for a load of different yes. reasons but since then I'd have to say really impressed with the team and him in particular and I tell you what's impressed me most about him Joe um, just physically is fitness levels strong no, not strong but just getting over the ground last game uh, Holland like pressing let, let, like running 20, 25 yards, high intensity, uh, closing down uh, defenders. And, you know, repeating that process over the course of 90 a bit minutes. Of walking as well, no? Yeah, yeah, at times, but no, the last couple of games, no. I think he's been moving well over the pitch. Now, you can say he's conserving energy, of course he is, but when he's had to go, he's gone at some speed. Yeah. So I'm looking at him. I don't see Messi as this tournament's going on as I thought, physically deteriorate and walking around the pitch. I actually seen a little bit the opposite. Saw a little bit that maybe the start of the tournament, but almost if he's getting second wind a bit. And that game against Holland, what impressed me most about him was his energy levels around the pitch. He was actually getting around the pitch in and out of possession. And that's great. And if the, if the players around them can up their game, the kind of forward players I'm talking about I thought the manager got it wrong in midfield against the Netherlands because that Fernandes at Benfica I'm a big fan of that Enzo Fernandes young lad really good player box to box midfielder Joe you know yeah. he can do everything he can arrive he can score goals saw his goal against Mexico came off the bench brilliant finish but he pitched him as a number six a holding midfielder against the Netherlands and he pushed that to Paul Rodrigo to Paul hurt up the pitch mm. and for me he got it the wrong way around and in extra time when Argentina came on strong they had those six, seven chances in the second half of extra time he was the one that, uh, Fernandez was the one instigating it in and around the box shots crosses getting involved so yeah so I think there's a couple of things there they can tinkle but I think there's more to come Okay, that's not the best what we've seen well they have Croatia next let's yeah. talk Croatia Croatia Brazil yeah, so I didn't see the game from start to finish. This is what I'm talking about scratching around somewhere. I only saw bits of uh, bits of that game. They were under so you the, can... they were under the cosh massively, and then somehow through resilience, experience, yeah. and ult- ultimately technique, which is like what this team is based on, they kept hanging in there. Yeah, and then they made it happen, and then penalties, they were sublime. And I think that's their technique coming to the fore. And then Modric stayed on the whole game. And he's just been kind of perfection. Every time he gets the ball, he does something good with it. Like, he's just a joy. So, they're yeah, hard well, not to love. They lack, obviously, no, I do. Uh, they, they lack that striker up top to make them really scary. They'll probably have more of the ball against Argentina, will they? Who wins in midfield yeah, there? Kovacic has been brilliant, by the way. Sorry, Kovacic has been very good as well. Yeah, now they've got, always had those technical players, Brozovic in, in the central area of the pitch. So, you're right, Joe. They're not a team that sits in and can't get a hold of the ball. Because those uh, technicians which you have in central midfield, they can get hold of the ball, they can take the ball off you for, for periods of time. So they're never like constantly under the cosh. That's you know what, what I mean? Did. When Brazil were having really intent periods and one chance, two ta- chance, men in the box keeping the ball going again, there were definitely periods where Croatia said, yeah, we're just going to keep the ball for five minutes and went nowhere with it. Yeah. And again, that that savvy, that know-how, because they don't have the physicality to compete with other teams. Oh, you're teams. right. Savvy is right. They're, they're street smart. They are their experienced team and, and they I seem th- to be able to, like the same wave, wavelength to understand what's required on a given yeah, moment yeah but there's no I think that's the experience an easy thing to say but yeah. I saw a bit with France actually against England second half and England kind of took the game away from them a little bit but teams like that and Croatia should be the same don't panic you don't, we haven't got the ball or we're not quite at it yeah. can't seem to quite get where we 
we won't tr- we'll trust ourselves. Don't worry, he'll come. Yeah. Let's just stay in the game, yeah. like you're saying. Now everybody's calm. No, no frustration doesn't bubble up. No parades moments. <laughs> People like exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. Just stay calm. Now we trust ourselves. Yeah, we'll get it in a minute. We'll keep it. Yeah, okay. It's not quite, not quite at it, but we don't have to be. We can win this game, seventy seventy five percent. We've done it before. We'll do, we'll do it again. Mm. You know that type of thing. I saw a little bit of that with France taking half against England when we we're kind of under the cosh, not conceding a load of chances, but couldn't get hold of the ball, getting pinned a little bit. But again, no panic. We'll wait. You know, we'll come again. That mm. moment will present itself later in the game, and we'll take it. Yes. And we'll pinch this game if we have to. You know, by hook or by crook. Yeah. That type of mentality. You're right. I think Croatia have that. That's what makes them dangerous against Argentina. But I just, you know, Croatia don't have don't have Messi. <laughs> that's the same, you know what I mean. So that's that's the difference at the moment. That's how impressed I have been. Right. Okay. With Messi on Brazil, I mean, it was it was it's it's such an interesting World Cup because so many great players are coming to the end and they're. Um, their legacies are being written over the course of a day or two. And so Neymar, who I've never really liked, uh, never felt he had done enough to warrant the the status, yeah. delivers one of the great World Cup goals. It's a it's a glorious moment. The breakthrough against this Croatian team, they can't break yeah. down. You know, it's, it's, Is that enough though, Joe? A goal? No, it's not. But over I mean, the I course suppo- of a uh, tournament, now he's had, had I, an I injury. Su- and- I suppose you're thinking at that point, wow, if he comes alive here and does something in the next game and propels Brazil to a World Cup, it, it changes his legacy a touch. Oh, potentially. Like, yeah. if that had been the case, yeah, you yes. understand. It's ifs, buts, maybes. But, but it, then it's taken away yeah. from him and, and that's Brazil gone. There was a bit of, um, I don't know, is it schadenfreude or a certain rejoicing in Brazil getting knocked out? I think a lot of people saw them as a touch wasteful, a touch um, flat-track bullying uh, flat track dancing. bullying. Oh, yeah. the dancing. What's that? Well, like, what's that we, do with bullying though? Oh, that's different, is it? Flat track bullies, as in, um, yeah, they can they can whoop a lesser team. But then when it comes to the crunch against Croatia, right? right a bit soft, soft centre. You're talking soft about soft underbelly, soft well, centre. Yeah, I was interested like the setup, um, the setup. But it's always looking at teams in terms of who's on the pitch, who's on the bench. Balance is that the best team for this particular? Yeah. Game was never quite uh, sold in terms of their setup early on. When it was on midfield, Casemiro, Paqueta, and Neymar, that was a midfield three more or less. Now Paqueta maybe played as a two alongside Casemiro. That didn't fill me uh, with confidence. That looked a little bit kind of powder for me. Paqueta plays as like a ten. Oh, sorry. West Ham bought him as a ten. Like you this know what was, I mean? This was the questioning at the start of the tournament, and the the argument was well, look, you can't leave the rest of these guys out because they're so good going forward, and for balance. The fullbacks don't really bomb on akin to they're not Roberto Carlos and Cafu. They'll sit in and Brazil are good defensively. But it just never felt like it was gonna be the right approach in these crunch games. Yeah, we pr- yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I look at kind of Gomez on the bench this season, well, last twelve months he's had for Newcastle. And I just felt as if the balance would have been better with him in the in the team. A bit more kind of physicality, a bit more dynamism. Can go box to box, but he can sit in alongside Casemiro, who I think actually needs a little bit of help. I wouldn't be a massive fan. Casemiro is a fine player, don't get me wrong, but he's a little bit compromised from an athletic point of view. He's not the quickest over the ground. Yeah. And for me, he benefits for having somebody alongside him. Ideally, another like-minded defensive uh, operator. And Gomez is that for me. Paquette is not that. No. You can argue, well, Paquette was in a lot. They were playing as a two. Tim Vickery was saying apparently Paquette and Neymar have a great relationship. And this could be <laughs> part of the thinking. This, but that's Brazil. This that's is crazy. Silliness. Yeah, but yeah. that's, but you get, I think, invariably you get, you get found out. You get found out. It was like the penalty kick, wasn't it? Like uh, Neymar. I mean, straight away you're thinking, there's been enough instances now over the years to know yes. you've got to get your best penalty takers, one, two, three. You've got to get your best penalty takers taking a penalty, Joe. Do you think it's ego and wanting the flash pub? Of course it is. There's no way. But but that's where the manager has to step in. And the manager's got to need strong management to say, yeah, I know you're thinking here. Yeah, I know there's an argument. Potentially, if it goes to the fifth, yeah, you're you're the man I want on the ball. But the chances is, if it doesn't go, I can't can't allow that to happen. This isn't a personal thing. I'm the manager. This is my decision. You're taking the fourth, second, or for me, probably the third penalty is always the most important one. There's always some significance attached to that, whether you're behind or in front. There's always, for me, almost added pressure. People say, oh, it's got to be the fourth. But you miss the fourth, you got four chances to kind of put it right. For me, the, the third penalty, I've always felt for a period of time now, your best penalty taker takes the third one. Well, there's a there's a book written about penalties and players are certainly more likely to miss a penalty that they have to take to stay in the shootout. Yeah. 
that's when the most pressure is on there. The, that's, yeah. If there's a penalty you're most likely to miss yeah. in your life, it's yeah. the one to stay in the shoot. I think so that's third yeah. often. So I think you, ha- you hold one back. It, you know, he's a, yeah, he wouldn't be our best, but you know, I, I trust him. Hold him back. Perfect. Don't hold back your absolute cast yeah. iron saint. You can trust him. Yeah. Number four, as as Portugal did with Chris Ronaldo, wasn't it? A couple of tournaments. Ronaldo did it too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. For me, that's actually. We all we all understand that. For me, that's weak management. And do you do you feel genuinely? Because it's amazing at this top level, ego plays such a part. Do you feel it is more ego than pressure? The fifth kick, I'll hold a good guy back. You think it's more oh, ego? Of course, than it is. Yeah, big chunk. That's of it. A, that's a disgrace, really, isn't it? Though. Yeah, because of what we're saying kind of makes sense. We're we're putting forward a measured argument if in we terms do say of one so. two. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that, that's you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. The first three penalties is significant. You always get an opportunity. You're got, you're rolling the dice. Fourth and certainly fifth pair, you're rolling the dice. We're actually going to get yeah. the chance to step up and take. Mo so, Salah was, in the African Cup of Nations didn't take one as well. Yeah. Would you watch what about Messi the other night against uh, what was the Netherlands? Uh, against the Netherlands, yeah. We were just talking about. I mean, for, yeah, for, for, <laughs> fourth pair had to be. And you look every uh, even. No, the, oh, the tour. Don't get me wrong. I would have put him tour, but at, oh, at least he, he got the chance to take the penalty. There's a certain uh, messaging there as well, isn't there? Like it's a setting a tone. We mean business. Best player first up score. There's a momentum. I think there's a little bit of that as well. Sending your bet, you know, Messi going up there, the captain, leading boy. I think that's a little bit of psychology. That can affect players a little bit differently, the opposition go, because you never, that's a difficult one to measure, Joe, I sure. think, in terms of, you know, what's going on in people's heads yeah. at that particular time. But yeah, I understand that that's another, you know, another layer to it. So if you're a Ryder Cup captain, your best guys are not going out last. You're Paul McGinley, straight out on the Sunday, Rory McIlroy, that kind of thing. Audrey, <coughs> Yeah, you're right, because it could be, yeah, for this same reason, I suppose, in terms of, yeah, it could be beyond you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned out the games, didn't you? Like the four games, the Netherlands, the England one. What was it? What was the fourth one? What was the fourth in the quarterfinal? Morocco against Portugal. Oh, Morocco, Morocco and Portugal. Yeah, the England game. Uh, we're well, we're going to take a break. All oh, right. And then we're going to get into this England game. Oh, are we? All oh, right. Fair. Are there any final thoughts you want to give on Argentina, Netherlands, Brazil, Croatia? Who's going to win between Argentina and Croatia? I just I'm leaning. Oh, I'm leaning towards. You're romantic. For a lot, yeah. But there's a lot of that. There's that's multi-layered. Why I'm why I've, I've got a bit of a. It's in me, Argentina. If you like, um, if you put two, if you two jerseys behind your back, yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna whip these two jerseys out. Okay. And straight away you've got to grab one. Just yes. be. Don't even think about it. Yes. And you whipped out Brazilian and an Argentinian jersey. I know for certain I'd grab the Argentinian jersey. Okay. Without even thinking about it. Why do you it. think that is? Well, that's what I'm saying. Why do you think it's it multi, is? Multi-layered. But give us a layer. Well, I'll give you one more. I think I think it's Maradona. For me. I think that that's in me. That's, yeah. What I haven't been able what, to get... What age were you in 86? Yeah, so I would have been... Yeah, you're right, 15. Okay. And it's not... It's not yeah, it would be that 86. But Maradona himself, because I would have been watching him like Italy... In Napoli, the whole shebang, that period of time which he had made a massive, uh, massive impression for me. So well, I could see it in the way yeah. you played the game. <laughs> <laughs> what constant handballs, Maradona. When, it, when, uh, when centre forwards were going around me, throwing me hand out. That was very cheap of me. Uh, no, t- I can imagine. I see. Yeah, I, so that's the thing. With, yeah, so, so I think there's a bit. So for me, it's not people say, oh, I'd love to see Met. I don't. For me, no, I, no, I don't necessarily like to see Messi. A winner that it's not like that at all. I'm a little bit detached from him, Messi and Saint respects a brilliant player as he is. We all love him, his qualities, yeah. But I'm uh, on a motion a little bit, yes. t- yeah. yeah. But the other fella, I'll never get him out. He's that's I think that's what it is, okay. Yeah, I think that's what's driving it. I've that detachment to Messi, the person as well. Actually, can't it's hard to connect to as a person, yeah. he is, but then the football is the football. Uh, geez, yeah, that's um, that's interesting. By the way, sorry, taking an ad break, gotta go. Were you still on the pitch in 02 for the penalty shootout? I was tight. I was I was down to take one. <laughs> what number? Ah. Five. Ego. Unbelievable. Come back to it. Were Come you fifth? It. Were you fifth? No. Me and um me and Duffers. Me, me and Duffers were lined up. We didn't take one. When did it end? Was it did it go to six? Can't remember. I, I thought it went to a six penalty, didn't it? I can't remember. I think we we were seven eight. We were like I can panic and I tell you that me, me, me Duffer's no offence here please tell me Duffer was seven and you were eight <laughs> I'm not too sure <laughs> oh I'm not too he was in a bad way I remember that I remember that look we were both looking at each other oh, like you're okay. saying nothing but he would have had to take one would have been he never would have lived that down if he let me step up and take a penalty ahead of him the whole country would have stepped in and said hang on 
it's amazing though, isn't it? Like Duff is the player he was technically, you know, and one of our greatest ever in terms of uh, footballers. You know what I mean? So you'd have to ask him. I wouldn't put words into Duffer's mouth, but you know, I'd, I'd imagine Duffer's was feeling a little bit himself at the time. The pressure. Yeah, just suppose was response. He, was a young response, player, and he was young. That's what you forget. Yeah, maybe four years after that uh, wouldn't have been an issue with him, but he was young then. Yeah, you're right. Had you t- and would you had you taken a professional penalty in your life before? I taken one. I taken one in a, an FA Cup game for Wimbledon against Wickham. Uh, penalty kick went to penalty. Uh, kicks the game with the greatest respect to Wickham. The only one I ever took. It's not much preparation for Spain. <laughs> it was packed that night, Sal. There's about eight thousand people in there. It's packed. Do you know what you would have done with it? I hit the feck. I hit the bar that night. Came. Do you know what I did? It hit the bar. Listen to this, right? I took a pel a Wickham. Hit the bar, hit the post, came out uh, towards me, and I, I ran. Immediately thought I can score. <laughs> I thought I could score. Kicked it into the net Rebound. before I realised. Yeah, exactly. So no, that was. What would you have done with your penalty against Spain? I have uh, no idea. Do you not remember? Least, I was no. I I couldn't have. And were you were you petrified? I would. I mean, in the that is not. I'm not a nice sure thought. about petrified, but yeah. I was feeling it definitely. And you've you've got that. You know, I could two minutes. I could be walking up here to take this in. It's hard. It's hard to focus and get the whole oh, people at home, family, supporters, the whole. Do you think you would have thought of family and stuff? Would you had an image in your head of like my <laughs> mum's watching this at home as you walk up? I think that's Yo, a very natural thing for a lot of players. Yeah, they would think everybody. Of their it must be different for everybody. That's what people say in terms of focus and you know a blinkered approach and you know whatever it is, little things you have to do to get yourself block all those things out. I did a little bit of a taste of it there. I didn't take one obviously, but. It was coming. Potentially, it could have. Oh. What do you think the whole... I could have taken the, Tony Cascarino's worst ever penalty uh, for Ireland, Italia. Was it Italia 90? Yeah, Remember yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The Duff. The Duff. What do you could think have been the, worse than that. What do you think the country would have said watching at home as you were walking up to take the penalty? Don't fancy him. Oh, we're bunched. <laughs> there would have been a collective... Where's oh, Duffer? Jesus. Where's oh. Duffer? Can he push Duffer out of the way? I got this, Damien. Don't worry. Man. Mad, isn't it? I'd say it's out of body feeling Freddie Kane Freddie Kane can miss one okay. that was the second one but we'll come back to Harry Kane in just one second Kenny's staying with us we're continuing here in the football show we'll talk Harry Kane in just a moment football show is brought to you by Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports here you go sorry Hierro first Robbie Keane first both scored Baraha first Matt Holland second he missed Juan Fran missed David Connolly missed oh. Valeron missed Kevin Kilban missed Mendieta did his thing oh he got his fi- we missed three in the spin did we that was a second tour we three? went first Steve Finnan scored Ireland went first so Robbie Keane scored the first went first Steve Finnan scored but then Mendieta scored the bobble yeah down Shea. the middle that bobble was cruel cruel I know I know she's trading leg wasn't he almost got his foot to it Shay. yeah it's a good player that Mendieta though yeah he was he was calm I remember that watching him going up thinking of he was at his peak he, then, lo- he looks calm 2000 2002 <laughs> period but um, what could have been who would have gone 6th we don't know then Kenny 7th Duffer 8th <laughs> chilling thought uh, we'll take a break we'll talk England France next back in one sec Football on Off The Ball With Sky Proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Football Team This is News Talk Football on Off The Ball With Sky Get more of the sports you love on Sports Extra With BT Sport and Premier Sports This is News Talk you're very welcome back. Joe Malloy here, Kenny Cunningham alongside me. England, France. Discuss. High quality game. People talk about it as the quasi final in some respects, that whoever won was going to be the favourites for the tournament. Do you subscribe to that? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. Did it yeah. live up to, in terms of quality of, you know, two big teams? Was it the game you'd hoped for? Uh, probably, yeah, as expected. Yeah, probably panned out. Uh, as expected in terms of starting 11s, no real surprises. I was half thinking maybe with Deschamps, would he just uh, got an extra player in central midfield, just maybe paid England a bit more respect and got an extra centre midfielder and they just to lock down that central midfield. They maybe sacrificed one of his front four, which he's done uh, previously, but he didn't. The balance of the team had been good up until then. Dembele and Mbappe had been playing well and 
It's hard to drop any of them. Yeah, Gre- Griezmann. Uh, it would have. Yeah, well, it would have been. Um, what, um, what do you make of Griezmann, the midfielder? Well, number ten. Well, he's been dropping he, back deeper. Yeah, than that he as does. Well. But he yeah, really operates as a ten. Ideally, you'd want him in front of the two in Rabiot and Tuesmay. That's really where he should be. I wouldn't say he's ill-disciplined, but he gives him freedom to drop into. I don't like to see a number ten drop that day, to be honest with you. Now beyond the midfield too, getting in contact with the back four. Do you not? No, he was lovely one touch and he was moving the yeah. ball around, but just a distance too far from them to travel, like to get up the pitch and get involved higher up the pitch. I like to see me number ten be a bit more disciplined and keep himself between the lines, you know, other side of the midfield too, and really trust the two midfielders. Two Spain is a good ball player and Rabiot to a certain extent to get on the ball and find them, you know, find them in the pockets. And now he's getting he's getting the ball now forty yards forward up the pitch. Now he's playing killer balls, you know, through to Mbappe, Dembele or, okay. or Giroud. So, yeah, he's very easy on the eye. One technically lovely player, but I get a little bit frustrated when he goes too deep. He detaches himself too much from the, from the front three. That's you, all I'd say. Do you suspect he's been told to go deep and take ball off centre half? Or do, you think yeah, he, not particularly. or do you think he's enjoying getting his touches and being involved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has a little bit of freedom to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's not the fact he's going back and just knocking it back to centre half, which you see some, some players do. He's getting on the half turn. It's a one touch around the corner out to a full back and getting them out. Do you know what I mean? So not being overly critical of him. It's just a small thing. I just like that number 10. I just like to see him show a bit more discipline uh, high up the pitch. But no, no, so no surprises there. The English starting 11 is always a bone of contention for me. So people say, oh, you can't be critical of Southgate, you know, World Cup, uh, final, uh, semi-final championships, European Championships final, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's always, I always say, well, look, I always look at this team he's had, the squad he's had available to him and, and ask myself, has he got the best out of that squad? So say, for example, again, so say go back to the Italy game of the final for me, massive opportunity missed. And now that's a bit of a cliche now, but for me with good with good reason. So that Italian team was there for the taking. Arthur wants so, to stop hitting the table. Oh, excuse me. Uh, aging Italian uh, team just couldn't live with England's pace, kind of physicality, but just didn't didn't get enough of those players on the pitch. Mindset as well in terms of big conserve. So that one got away from them. And I just feel again, maybe it's just me like being a bit fixated on it. But for me, that England team with the players they have at the moment, you've got to split it in two. The outfield players. Those 10 outfield players, you literally divide the team in two. Defensive five and a forward five. Back four, Declan Rice. And you play with a front five. Two attacking number eights and a front three. Okay. And he's never quite committed to that, Joe. He's always in be- not even in between. He's always always leaning towards a Henderson Calvin Phillips in that central area of the pitch almost a two two defensive minded players he's never quite committed and is, is there an argument that in Henderson who popped up brilliantly to score that goal from Bellingham that yes I appreciate he's more defensively minded but he's been given a licence to use his energy and to get forward a little yeah. bit so it's it's a fair enough ish balance no I think it, you can argue it both ways you can argue well the balance we're talking about defensive structure you've got to have the balance right people are like well Henderson in that gives you a lot of defense, and I understand that mm-hmm. but for me that France game was another example of a similarly Italy game in the final because England got on top in that se- uh, second half for about maybe half an hour they were in possession they had a French a pen they had a huge amount of possession of the football but they really created very little. Yeah, it's funny for because they had 14 efforts to France's eight and they had 56% possession. And as you said, for a, a good chunk of the game, we're very much on top. And yet the one qualm you'd have to have is what was the guilt edge chance they created? Yeah. And there wasn't one. So for me, that's where the difference is. So for me, if you commit to a front five of Foden for me in his best position which we very rarely seen from Manchester City or England Foden's a central midfield player attacking central midfield player I mean everybody's saying it but he's done so well operating wide of a three for Manchester City that's where he's kind of bedded in and that's where Southgate's used him for me this kid you're going to get an extra 20% out of this kid if you're playing a bit deeper in central midfield because what he's going to do Joe he's going to pick the ball up deeper in central areas get turned and when this kid's running yeah, at you yeah, with yeah. speed he's unbelievable and we don't see it from those wide areas because he's coming from a higher position he's coming on the half turn from a wide area to receive the ball as opposed to deeper centrally where he can get turned earlier and go straight at people and I haven't seen anybody since probably English player Jack Wiltshire was probably the closest I've seen when he broke through ball playing centre midfield a dribbler who could actually go and commit people and take people on so I'd reference that period of the game second half when England had the ball yes. if they'd had Foden and Bellingham for, for 25 minutes half an hour 
in centre midfield with Rice behind and and pick take your pick at a front three. Right. I think that's the difference. I that's think fair. I think England score in that period. I think they get themselves mm. ahead and then it's a totally different game. France come out, they could end up winning that game three or four one. Yes. England then on the counter attack. So that's a, now that's an easy one to argue. We'll never know. Mm. But I just feel that's how I see it with this England team. Is there more to come? I think there is. There's another 20, 15, 20% from an attacking uh, point of view to come. And you get there by committing to those. Not even uh, Foden, Bellingham. For me, you can play Madison in there. You can play Mount as one creator, of those attacking number creator. eight. That's what I'm talking about. And you and you don't, and the beauty about these players, Joe, you don't carry them our possession Foden see how hard he works like wide oh. of a three up and down the pitch an, an incredible presser yeah. of the ball so I yeah. don't even think there's well Henderson there gives you a little bit of defensive I understand that but you, you can't tell me you're carrying Foden yeah. out possession that central area his lungs of a racehorse up and down and yeah. discipline as well so that's for me as I see it with England I think again it's an opportunity you missed and that's why I'd actually probably just target that one air of the pitch and say for me that's kind of that's cost me because I think that game was there for the taking in that period of time, but they didn't have the personnel on the pitch in those key areas to take advantage of it. That's what I'm saying. It'd be so interesting to pick Southgate's brain off the record in private now and say, why didn't you go for it when you had that chance? He, he yeah, does but have I, an instinctive But you know the lean. argument, wouldn't you? I mean, and I think that it's a fair argument. He said, well, you know, balance. It's all about balancing the team. The French, you got respect. Counter-attack. And Bappy down that side of the pitch. I wanted Henderson there. His defensive yeah. qualities. If we to, concede to, another to, goal, we're gone. Yeah, yeah. To, to drop in there. You know what I mean? So I think there is a fair argument. It's not like I'm scratching my head thinking, oh my, what, what's he thinking here, the manager? I'm not saying that. I'm not sure. disrespecting by saying that. But for me, my gut feeling tells me that's the players they have available to them in those those positions, those two number eights, particularly at Royce behind them, who's disciplined. Yeah. He'll sit in. Even if you have to pull the rein, the fullbacks in an, a touch and say, look, don't want you going gung-ho all the time. I must say to your from five, Away you go. off you go. Yeah. We'll just support you from behind. But would that not be what you're criticising Brazil for doing? No, because... No, because... No, no, no. I don't think they did it either. Oh, you're talking about uh, Paqueta. And uh, Neymar, now they're, they're different types for me. They're like almost two number tens. Where I think the, the distinction for me between two number eights in a three and two Fair ten. Two number eights are more your box to box central midfielders. You can trust them in and out possession. The your football. point about Foden's pressing is yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, God, be interesting to know because I mean they were very good in that game. It does feel like this is um, and and various people have made the point. Uh, this is a slightly different England loss to previous England losses at World Cups where they were outclassed there's a sense they were good enough to win that yeah property. but yeah, but I don't think they're kidding themselves that they think oh, we just got to replicate that performance it's, all, it's only a matter of time before we get I don't that's what I'm saying okay maybe it have to change if you because the argument is made we did everything right we were a yeah. bit unlucky yeah no so that, that's what I'm saying no I don't buy into that okay you know if I was looking at that performance thinking look I couldn't couldn't be critical he's absolutely, he's, he's you know, rinsed every every little juice out of that yes fair but that's what I'm saying I don't think he has and it's not because the players on the pitch didn't produce a job. I don't think you had the right personnel on the pitch to do that. And if you remember like James Madison, when he was at his best at Leicester um, a couple of years ago, he played with Tillemans in those positions, mm. two eights, mm. and it had an Ndidi behind him. 4-3-3, three, three, same as England. And he was unbelievable. Left side of A, assists, goals. Tillemans was the same, to be honest. That's when he played at his yes. best in the threes, a left side of A as well. So they have the, they have the, the players. Personnel. They actually have... The, it's not like... Uh, round, you know, square pegs and round holes. I'm talking about. For me, they've got a system. They've got players who can very easily slide into it. And tell me this: Do you think it's it's what's the right word? We'll say acceptable. Or can you see how Southgate started with the team he started with, and you feel that mid-game he should have recognised they were on top, and then made that switch and get Foden into midfield, get that you know two number eights into midfield, or do you think he should start in that more time? I think he should start. Okay. I think you said because that team for me, I don't look at that team that I've I've thrown up there and think, oh, a little bit out of kilter here. We're, we're gambling here. Once if we haven't got the ball, we're going to be uh, overly exposed. Yeah, Jude, Jude Bellingham, you, you can't tell me you can't trust him when you lose possession of the ball. No, he was he, back. look. He was back in his own byline winning yeah. balls. He does. Foden example. Yeah. I think Madison to be fair is one you could argue out possession. That central area, could you trust him? He hasn't got the legs, the athleticism of those other players that we're talking about. I think that may be a a, a fair argument, but no. I just my, feel as my, if my sense is Southgate has that slight defensive leaning, and in two years' time at the Euros, if he stays on, 
it'll be a similar configuration and not not that more attacking. Yeah, I that, think he'd probably throw it as well, Joe. He'd probably roll it back as well to the two set the Haas McGuire and say another reason for getting that maybe defensive minded doesn't have a huge amount of trust to that pair in behind. If he had two top class centre halves as England have had previously yes. operating behind, maybe yes. that might be the trigger from Roy. I can I can let loose a little bit now in that central area, get that, more that, attack minded player. No, it's fair, fair argument. Yeah, it, it is it fair is argument. Fair. But I've got to be honest with you, my gut feeling looking at that England team is there's from an attacking point of view, there's more to come. And if they had tapped into that, for me that's the difference. Fine margins was on my games, I'm sick of it, we, you know, cliche, yeah. fine margins. But this this is significant for me, that, that kind of change that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And you can argue up front, down the sides, you can argue Sterling. Rashford, Grealish after. So I don't think that's, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't fall out with you yes. uh, over that. Saka for me picks himself down the right hand side and then you take your pick off the left. Rashford for me was very unlucky. He's one of those players who's just pitched up at the tournament and very quickly you got to keep him in the team. Off the back of the two goals he scored, but that, you know, that wasn't the case. He's thrown forward and you got to get forward in the team. This is the thing, isn't it? It's almost, oh, I've got to get him in the team. I'll throw him left of a tree. He's not out of position there. You know, he's, he's done well there. He can play there, but you know what I mean? For me, that's frustration. Him him inside and Rashford off, off the left, Sacco and Kane. I'm I'm looking at thinking, wow, I, I'm not, I can't see too many defences who can cope with that over the course of no, 90 minutes. Even if you're conceding one or two the other end, that's, there's goals there, Joe. There's goals, chances. That's that's an exciting England team. That's an England team which I'm like, pff, you know, I, I want to see that team play. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Like, Oh, it's so interesting. World Cup it's just the best it really is I mean all these minor moments and choices and you know what's so um, kind of compelling about the whole thing I don't know if you agree with this or not but I was even mentioning on the Sunday pay-per-view yesterday that whole line you know that Lenin line there are decades where weeks happened and weeks where decades happened so this World Cup like it has that kind of expedited quality where for certain players it's career defining so Neymar Ronaldo there are the tears Messi it's still alive. Mbappe could do something kind of historic akin to Pele. Modric could elevate his standing. And I think it's particularly compelling this World Cup because several of those great players are at the end. So when Ronaldo and Messi, Ronaldo walked off in tears and Neymar probably the same because that's it now. Yeah. It's not like, oh, four years time, eight years time. Like, it's over. We, oh. we, we now know how it ends for Ronaldo. We now probably know how it ends for Neymar. It's the final chapter of their career has been written across just a few kind of couple of days. Yeah. And, and th- that's the incredible dimension to this World Cup. So if you love the game and you're invested in the game and think how many hours we spent watching these players yeah. and you're assessing their career. And like their careers are important to football. If you love football, they're important to us. So that's why when you suddenly boil in on Messi, the 90 minutes on Tuesday, like it's no wonder the whole football world is coming to the standstill. Like this could change how we talk about Messi versus Maradona, how we see his career. And of course, an individual shouldn't be overly defined by how a team do, yeah. but it's a part of it. And so years of a career being boiled down to that 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's just so compelling. And it's, it's been a curious yeah. aspect of this World Cup that in several of those instances, there is no four years time. This is of it. course, you're right. This yeah. is the career being written. I think That's of amazing. them, though, Messi is the most. For me, the, the Ronaldo thing really, I couldn't kind of buy into the storyline there because that was that that was kind of fractured, like you know, in terms of where he is physically. Sure. Uh, you know, he, he's really he's really struggling. It has been for some time. For, for, it's been a tough watch. So I don't. Him, he might have had to come off the bench and score the winner. That yeah, kind of but even when he came off the bench the other day, oh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, you know, you just get a bit yeah, of a yeah. sense of what watch a little. I wouldn't say car crash, like you know what I mean. But is that? Get a sense that for me, Messi, it's different. There's still a bit of, not just a bit of far there. There's there's enough quality there. He suggests enough. He's shown enough to indicate, no, I'm still in. I'm still invested in this. This fella could actually, as much as I'm saying support cast, he can't do it on his own. I'm looking at him thinking, I'm I'm starting to doubt myself a little. Maybe he can. (laughs) Maybe he literally, so that's exciting. Like there's adrenaline and inspiration and like he's almost... It's like I tell you what, Joe. Those, kind of yeah, I've never seen him after those games, like those at and post match. Uh, so no, at a club levy, and you wouldn't get involved in that type of thing. But just in terms of with the team together, the fans, facial expressions. See the interview where he was telling uh, Veghorst to, "What are you looking at? Move." Do you see that interview? Oh, oh yeah. There's, and I've never seen Messi do this. There's an interview where there's a, there's some poor lad sticking a mic at him, and Messi's looking up like, <laughs> and it's translating. He says, "What are you looking at?" 
<laughs> and he, and he, and he tells so exactly. So that's probably, yeah. So that we never see that, do no. we? But so he's he's fired up. There's something going on inside, and probably what you're talking about that realization. There's no tomorrow. But, it, yeah, but it. also probably realization that I I can make the difference. I'm feeling it. I'm actually playing well. I'm feeling good. I'm moving. I'm in good nick here. I can. Yeah. I can. I can do this. It's actually happening. So it's a bit of excitement, dread, everything. So for me, that's it. And even looking at him, big smiles, you know, singing with the. And this is a player like people questioned big time, didn't they? In terms of when he in the Argentinian team, is he really committed? Like, is he? You know, he's Spanish. He's been away from the country. Blah blah blah. But. Yeah. Yes, you're getting a sense of that. So I'm all in now in terms of, yeah. which I never was, even from the start of the tournament. You could see, We knew that when he was even going in there. This is going to end yeah. badly. But Messi, for me, is absolutely fascinating. That's kind of the, that's the story kind of now uh, going forward in the last yeah. two games. So look, give me that over Oil Rich Nation State against US Hedge Fund in the Champions League <laughs> any day of the week. Like, this is real. It's 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 so good. And, and, and I'd say, sorry, Joe, yeah, What's been refreshing as well is like those Africans, uh, Arab uh, countries. For me, they've elevated the whole competition because it was there was periods there, the early parts of the tournament. Look at empty seats. There was a lot of comment on it. Well, where's all empty seats? It was a bit quiet. You can hear people talk, and I just felt, oh no, where's this going? Like this, this flat pancake job here. And those games that I'm talking about, Saudi Arabia, their supporters, Tunisian supporters in the first game. Oof! All of a sudden, that noise coming through there. Yeah, the TV watching it, you know, seeing their faces, you know, the how the flags, how they were dressed, the energy they brought to the tournament. For me, they've been a real significant uh, uh, factor, contribute bigger contribution than ever for me in terms of uh, success to the competition. Like Cameroon, Ghana, yeah. Tunisia, I've mentioned them all. Like they've re, they've been a little bit viewed as the poor relations previously, haven't they? I've one of them pitch up and you know give us ninety minutes, yeah, happy days, whatever, but. We've got the European powerhouses. They're going to drive the competition. That's what we need. Yeah. Where this World Cup, Belgium, forget it. Absolutely right off Germany. Real, real struggling for the majority of the tournament. And it's been those kind of lesser, lesser nations to a certain extent for me that we've all kind of, you know, a rallied favorite. behind. Yeah. By the way, very final thought. I must say, I thought I agreed with you on the TV when your instinct for the Netherlands free kick was that they just caught each other's eye <laughs> and thought, go on, be ready, fire it into him. I thought, I think Kenny's right there because it's, would you rehearse <laughs> that free? Would you do it? Yeah, and then who knows? Ball. But then, have you not seen this? Oh, there's one, there's a little uh, previous, is there? With Veghorst. Oh, was that? Which Van Gaal said, yeah, he brought it from his club. Ah, interesting. So there, you, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. talk about pulling that one out of no, the back pocket. it wouldn't surprise me. No, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Van Gaal said he brought it from club and we had rehearsed it and we but used I'll tell it. you what, even still, even still, if that was rehearsed, that still takes nerve. It, particularly that fella over the ball, Berghaus, wasn't it? Yeah. Knowing that's what's at stake, if he doesn't quite execute that, if an opposition defender reads the steps in front, takes the ball, he looks silly. How, how, oh, can you imagine the whole edifice is coming? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so just to have the nerve, John, that was only a little kind of reasonably simple pass, but unbelievable nerve if that was the case. Amazing at that yeah. stage again, because I know as a defender, there your head's gone. So seconds left, they're, they're committing players into the box. Before the game, you got your man to mark, you got your little zone out. Well, forget about that. So, <laughs> that's totally out the window. Yeah. Like pretty much last kick of the game. It's like madness inside that penalty area. Your head's kind of spinning. You're trying to get a bit of calm and just to assess things from a, def- a defender's point of view. Like, you know what I mean? So that, that little bit of precision ball, you know, it takes everybody. It was what a, a fair play. Oh, it was an amazing moment. Uh, we're out of time. That's great. Good to catch you up and talk some football with you. We've gone way over. Our oh, football please. coverage is brought to you thanks to Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BD Sport and Premier Sports. Kenny Cunningham, pleasure. Thanks very much. Nice one, John. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky, proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. This is News Talk.